Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017. I have a podcast about Comrade Ghost. That podcast is called Ghostwatch 2016. My name is Coriander Dickinson, and I have asked my friendos, Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hi. To give me feedback about the show. Is that what we're supposed to be doing? <laughs> Commenced with the feedbacking. At episode 10, we realize hmm. what we're supposed to be doing. It's a good, it's a good one, Corey. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, good podcast, Corey. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm thinking at, uh, a little long sometimes. at episode 12 or 13, that'll be like the end of the first core, and then we can get a new OP, <laughs> maybe a better budget. I don't know. I don't know how popular this is with the fans. <laughs> you, you figure this is going to go the distance? The favorite character polls uh, did not, were not favorable to either of you, so. Oh, well, Ouch. very few of the words that you used back there made sense to me, so maybe that's why I'm so, so low on the polls. Japan. Original pairing? Like, <laughs> no, that's. No, no not, not the internet, like paper books. Paper. Man mangoes. Oh, mangoes. <laughs> I haven't read enough mangoes, maybe that's the issue. So in, in manga, they will have, like, there's a viewer feedback or reader feedback uh, polls and cards so that people that are reading the weeklies can submit information about, like, what characters they like from which, you know, chapter of what thing. And then that determines everything about the entire industry. Really? I didn't know this at all. Weekly feedback. There's weekly, there's weekly magazines that are collections. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And then, like, the popular stuff gets to continue and potentially uh, gets made into an anime to drive paper sales. Is that what anime is for? Yeah. Anime is to encourage ah. sales of the manga. And plus Rider, other merchandising opportunities. If Rider Ghost worked on this system and also I was the one being surveyed, you know... <laughs> it would just turn into the Onari show, starring Onari, also starring the Shrine Boys. Yeah, but you don't know all the characters yet. That's true. <laughs> there are better characters oh. out there. Trust me, we'll find Will the there one. Be? Who do you who do you think the one is? That is Onari possessing Pretty Boy. Oh. That's gonna take a really long time. She'll get to there. Happen. She'll get Does there. That I don't know if that happens. <laughs> that's very exciting be prepared to be disappointed if it happens until then because then it's great oh man i don't know i'm pretty i'm pretty easily amused it seems by common rider i'm enjoying it a lot and really like this episode was i feel like at least it had more shrine boys than ever i feel like this is the first real scene we got with the shrine boys we got to see that Apple HQ has a little sign that says duty and obligation. Sign's not the right Placard? word. Placard? You know. I don't know. Calligraphy. Calligraphy? It's like a Japanese version of those hang in there <laughs> posters. I think they have those too. Actually, no, I want one. I want like a katakana poster with hang in there. Mm hmm. Did you guys see the. Um, the Olimas uh, Die Hard Mondo poster? No. Okay, I will link that to you guys in the show notes. We don't have show notes. Okay, I'll link it to you guys now, but I... we have to do the title. Yes, we do. Oh, we do. 
What was the title of the episode? I think Icon it's Hammock. Icon Hammock. Icon Hammock. We did it. Okay, okay. we're good. <laughs> I'll set it. <laughs> I can make you have it set a count. very low bar. I don't know. Does, do do one of you want to do the count today? Sure, I'll do it. Uh, three, two, one. Episode, episode ten. ten. Icon, Icon Hammock. Hammock. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. All right, let's look. Let's listen to the theme song, and I'll look for the link to the poster. We were watching a show made of rejects Sony R and D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing a show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. I, as I thought, I, I did, I did see this poster. I just, I didn't know any of the people involved. So when you described it with names and stuff, I couldn't tell. It's a cool poster. Yes, all these posters tend to make the rounds. It's very cool. Yes, uh, you may know of Ollie Moss through his work on Firewatch. Oh well, then yeah. As an yes. art person, and other things. Cool. And he did those really good Star Wars posters. He did the really good Star Wars posters. Oh, did he do that? Everyone copies now. Did he do? Yeah. Zelda posters. The ones that are like silhouettes of the the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zelda. I don't know. I don't know. He he keeps doing three D renders of Garfield because he likes I'm, Garfield I'm for some reason. That. I'm like scrolling down as we speak and becoming increasingly disturbed. I was expecting like, oh, maybe I'll see some of the Firewatch art. Oh, those Star Wars no, posters. That was forever ago. Yes, one of those is in the office by Jonathan's desk. I think the current, or at least the European covers for Harry Potter. Oh, right. Yeah. Those that are, are nice. also cool, that have like double meanings if you look at them. I think it's the pin tweet. Yes. yes. Those look nice. Anyways. I got a Godzilla versus Space Godzilla poster at the Edmonton Expo. Oh. Is that hanging in the office? No, but I've been meaning to bring it in. I don't really have any office space for me exactly, but there's like a divider between Zach and I, and maybe I can pin it to that. I badly want a Godzilla versus Space Godzilla poster. Yeah, it's a good one. It's Japanese. Oh, Oh, it's so good. I didn't know that you could get cool posters. Now I should have gone. My friend was trying to test my katakana because I've been learning Japanese, and Mm. she was like, translate the poster and i was like well i'm cheating because i <laughs> i know part of what this says <laughs> this part is it says like gojira <laughs> gojira and uchu gojira <laughs> i have to say that yeah my my grasp of katakana is poor to begin with and then once it is stylized <laughs> i become oh, no. incredibly oh, yeah. poor no, I, I started with the, the hiragana route, because uh, like hiragana and furigana are used a lot in manga for young readers and also karaoke. Oh. So, just trying to give myself a chance. Just a chance to, to be on the big stage. I'm, but doing, no, I'm doing Duolingo. I can't read it at speed. Oh. Mm. It, they start you off with katakana? No, they start you with hiragana, but they like, they really mix okay. it. Like, you, you have to learn most of the hiragana... But then it starts throwing in kanji, mm. and then it starts throwing in katakana pretty huh. quickly. Specifically, because they use katakana for like 
American names and like to say America yeah. when you're like America Jindis or whatever. My pronunciation is probably terrible. I'm sorry. I didn't even try. That was pretty okay. No, that was fine. But you know, so the, the mix is necessary, I guess, for conversational Japanese. So they just make you learn that. That's fine. Yeah, Duolingo yeah, didn't I, have Japanese as an option when I started, so I used um, Memrise, which is mostly a flashcard system. Yeah, I used that one system. a bit, too. That one threw me into, like, kanji really quickly. It depends on which yes, thing you pick. Yeah, I took Japanese in university for two cours. No, that's not the right term. That's not the right term at uh, all. <laughs> for two levels, 101 and 102. And, yeah, they start you off with hiragana, for a long time and then they get then katakana for not very long because they're like okay just memorize <laughs> these they're all the same syllables anyway mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get into then you get into a little bit of kanji in 101 and a lot more kanji and grammar in 102 i've realized that i should have started with katakana because my rice cooker and sound system both use those for their controls there you go which was a pain the first time i tried to make rice because ian was just like Hit the button that says cut. I'm like, <laughs> what? Kato. I have trouble with katakana because you don't spend as much time on it. So I never learned it as well. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. And between Memorize and Duolingo, they've both like started hard with the hiragana. It's what kids learn. It's like, that's genuinely yeah, the learning feel- curve. Like, the symbols yeah. are more different, whereas um, katakana is all the same kind of, like, angular. I don't know. It feels harder to learn. Yeah, it's yeah. really samey. That's why I've had, I've had and trouble. And then they stylize the hell out of it on posters and stuff, so I, I never, I never understand. Oh, yeah. Except G. I got the G in Goshira. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need. Anywho, should I talk about this episode? Yes, please. Yeah, what did you like about it? Well, I liked that it went the way I thought it would, but I wasn't sure of um, Takeru saying, you know what, I'll die, bring Kenan back. I thought he'd do that. Oh, That's it's that episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm going to read and, the description that I that I wrote for it. Uh, in episode oh, 10, yeah. the angry get angrier, the green get exploded, and the icons all get together. So yeah, so Taco collects yeah. all 15 icons from... Is it from Scary Mouth Man's briefcase? Or is that later? Wrong. So um, this is just... Scary Mouth Man collects all 15 icons. Yes. Oh! Yes. And makes the force field around the temple. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with like the weird spaceship generator thing. Yes. Did it look like a spaceship? I said it looked like a spaceship, didn't yeah, I? No, it looked like the Enterprise. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, it 100%. Thank you. You're right. Thank you. Of course, my notes were much more, more um, Onari-focused. <laughs> so were they just fighting a Super Ganma at this point, or is this Military Man? Military um, Man is here, and at the end of the episode, transforms into some kind of common Rider type thing. It was very right. strange and exciting. But perfectly normal Ganma is also uh, there, Dragon. Yes. Ganma That's there. probably the, the green get exploded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the green normal gnome. There's one great part where, well, so Makoto is the one who's angry and gets angrier. He's just, like, out of control. Yes. Uh, and he's yes. fighting Takeru. It's a good fight. They're, like, in front of an ocean. It was a really pretty fight. But um, there's this, like, revolving wheel of sacrifice, like, self-sacrifice, where 
Makoto. Right, because Makoto's fighting for cannon. Yeah, but then, like, Akari jumps in front of Taco, and then Taco, like, flips her around wow. so that he'll get sacrificed instead, and then cannon, like, materializes in front of all of them. It's like everyone is just spin the wheel of who gets to sacrifice themselves. It's like resolving the stack. Yes, exactly. They were pushing to the stack of self-sacrifice. That no one was popping. <laughs> Until Taco popped. Until, well, Cannon really was the one who popped it off. Um, it was nice, though. In that, so this is, like, really stereotypical stuff. But I like that it got to the conclusion that these things so rarely do, and which I feel like is useful since this is for kids and stuff, that Okari basically makes a good argument to Takeru of, like, you can't just sacrifice yourself. Think of, like, the people who care about you. And Takeru states the lesson and is like, huh, I'm not the only one who has a right to value my life. It's like, good. Oh, wow, this is episode 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually learn things. That doesn't surprise me. No. Yeah. He might state the lesson every every lesson. Hopefully the kids watching have learned the lesson, even if I'm sure Takeru didn't actually. Learned not to sacrifice themselves for no good reason. Mostly just Taco has issues with, like, considering the people that care about him. He also just doesn't consider things. He was particularly dumb, dumb, dumb this episode where um, one of the shrine boys, Shibu, uh, got possessed. Oh, right. And that was hilarious. Okay, so he gets possessed, and then Onari and the other shrine boy, like, come down, and he's acting all weird. But, like, Onari says, has last night's supper wrought you distress? <laughs> and then after, like, a weird pause, he's like, oh, no indigestion? All right, let's take leave. It's like, man. So formal. I like whatever weird relationship the shrine boys and Onari have, where it's like, oh, I know that you have an easily upset stomach shibu come along now so that was great but then yeah the the possessed shrine boy she's like shocked anari under the table and then shocked the other shrine boy and then said like takeru go call an ambulance and he just did it he just left the room <laughs> it was the stupidest yep. thing yep. <laughs> oh man every time oh. i think that takeru has like significantly improved he slides back down into being just, oh, oh, so dumb. It's weird because they, they grow him through additional power, like extras. He gains lots of extras during the show, but he doesn't really retain any information ever. And he has zero insight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was that was cool though. I was glad like the Shrine Boys, like I said, got some actual like screen time, and all of the Tiny Table friends got to do like a group attack. That was was fun. They're cute, and uh, yeah, the most exciting thing probably I guess is the end where the cool general transforms with some cool music, and I I personally am confused. I was like, is he a common rider? He's got a belt, but it's got like a weird evil eye on it and then but he like gears up to do a common kick it looked like so personally i'm i'm kind of confused at this point about what the hell general is but he looks pretty threatening and there's all kinds of weird politics and stuff going on between pretty boy and hmm. the general and pretty boy's brother i think gets mentioned 
Plus, like, they mentioned Pretty Boy's dad before being, like, emperor or something. There's a lot of stuff there, which I am assuming will just reveal itself in time. And there's all just, like, relational stuff, because, like, Pretty Boy, like, defends Makoto yes. from the general by being, like, now I know that he seems to have emotions, but it's Takeru's fault. So there's, like, a kind of semi-friendship angle there. Mm. There's stuff going on. Well, like, there's been previous stuff with, like, Makoto giving PB his icons that he's captured, like, I think the Edison yeah, icon? Yeah, they have some kind of threat. Something like that? Yeah, he loaned him one once. Yeah. That was a good episode. I'm looking forward to where it goes next. It feels like that it must be transitioning maybe into, like, a different another uh, arc another arc because yeah like all the icons are here now well basically you have to get kind of introduced to the ones that scary mouth man had right like you don't know who those are they could be anybody they're just colorful colorful oh that's true. Uh, spheres could be like luke skywalker in there or something actually who who do you think they are alexi oh god yeah how am i supposed to guess because based on like scary mouth man had what like Nine, ten? Yeah, a lot. Based on common writers so far, they could be real or fictional heroes from, like, anywhere in time, and not even just from Japan. So, I don't know. I'm gonna... I think the remaining ones are mostly okay. real. Abraham Lincoln. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what his power be? <laughs> I don't know. He probably just has a gun or something. He has, like, an automatic <laughs> weapon. Only Nobunaga and Billy okay. the Kid can have guns. I don't feel like I know enough about Japanese history to be able to, like, call out historical heroes from Japan. Hmm. Uh, Some of them are European. They're definitely European okay. and Chinese. I don't know. Genghis Khan? That feels like someone they'd throw in. I wish. Hmm. Hmm. I don't even remember most of the other ones. I can only think of, like, a couple. Yeah. I could probably name them all. You spend a lot more time with this show than I have. No, I have a box next to me with the, the mystery pack oh. stuff, because we were given a bunch of the no, I just am actual thinking, merch. I'm thinking of, like, random historical real-life figures that I think would be kind of rad, like William Prince of Orange and Peter the Great. <laughs> yep. No Orange, no Peter... Yeah, I figured. <laughs> they do have the Brothers Grimm as a oh, singular right. character. That, sure. See, that's the kind of thing I could never guess, because they can pull from all kinds of places. They have like a bunch of like Wonderland stuff, but they don't include like Lewis Carroll. It's a mystery. I don't even know what like the date cutoff would be. Like, Well, there isn't like maybe the yeah. 1800s. Some of the Japanese ones be a lot older than that. Yes, for sure. Some of them are much older. And of course, there's Robin Hood. Yes. Robin, Robin Hood, Hood is ageless. <laughs> Timeless. Yeah. Anyways, Adam, uh, did you have any particular nitpicks or issues? Uh, not specifically. I did. I wanted to ask Alexi something because oh. I realized partly because it came up in sort of came up in uh, Ghostwatch 2016. I realized that 
we talk about Sentai a certain amount on the show, and I don't know if we've ever like made sure that Alexei knows what Sentai is. Because the quiz is only for Kate. Yeah. My understanding is that Sentai in and of itself just has to do with like special effects, so that um, Godzilla movies are also kind of Sentai. Is that wrong? Uh, you are thinking of tokusatsu. I am thinking of tokusatsu. So Sentai is a genre of tokusatsu. It's specifically, um, you probably recognize it. Yeah, it's it's basically it's the stuff that Power Rangers takes its footage from. Is the easiest way to explain it. Okay. There's a specific show called Super Sentai. Yeah, there's always like there, it's it's like Common Rider. There's always a Super Sentai show, and it changes it up every yeah. every year to be a different team. But they're the the multicolored team of um, spandex heroes who do spandex hero stuff and it's they're a lot like common rider but they they skew a little bit younger they're a little bit less serious generally i've seen them because they're like sometimes they have the crossover advertisements because you said there's like a power hour uh something yes they're shown back to back yes and they're reversing Um, the order they have reversed the order because that started this last weekend Okay. They used to it used to be Sentai first and then Common Rider, and they moved Superhero Time, which is the block of shows that Common uh, Rider and um, Sentai. Is that on are Sundays of. or? Yeah, it's on. It was on, it's on Sundays. It also had a, a like a one hour animated portion before the the Tokusatsu portion, which would be like whatever Precure show, which mm. is. Precure is kind of like a Sailor Moon, like Magic it's a Magical Girl, Girl. show. Yeah, but it like Common Rider and Sentai. It has yearly iterations, and then whatever uh, collect like um, collect them up show they happen to be doing this year that they wanted. Like sometimes it's like the dinosaur show, sometimes it's the bug show, whatever. I want to watch a bug um, show. What's the bug show? We're not talking about Mushishi, earlier, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's more like Yokai Watch, right? Um, it's not it's it's like whatever show Toy is doing, I think. Mm. I, oh, I don't toy. know, because I never exactly. actually see those. I only ever see ads for them sometimes when okay. they're talking about superhero time. Okay. I think they drop those, and I think superhero time now is just Sentai and Common Rider. And they moved it like two hours later in the morning, and now the Common Rider portion comes first and then the Sentai portion. Which is weird to me because Common Rider skews a little bit older, so you'd think they'd want to put like the younger skewing show first and then the older skewing show, but apparently not. Anyway, they started doing that this week, and now when I watch uh, my my Sentai, I don't see the uh, the clock uh, advancing from seven o'clock to seven thirty in the top corner. Yeah, because that's that's something that happens on morning Japanese TV. Is there's a little clock in the corner um, up to a certain period of like up to i think like seven thirty to let you know what time it is while you're watching tv uh, just so like you can remember to leave for work or school or whatever yeah on sunday morning yep, on sunday morning well then why why <laughs> while you're watching why is it only in the morning why isn't this an all the time thing <laughs> it's all the time uh, it's just it at is it? certain time schedules yeah pretty much okay i think it's like it, i only i only see like, it in the morning show. uh so the TVs in Japan have a slot for a chip that you insert to get signals from your okay. provider, like NHK okay. or whatever. And so, like, 
like a newspaper subscription, basically. So a person comes to your door once a month and gets your subscription fee. Oh, interesting. And you're not leasing leasing your like service provider card from hmm. the network. Okay, so it's kind of like a satellite TV chip, kind of. I, I finally got um, fan subs for the earlier seasons of Terrace House, so mm. yes, it's very exciting. Still haven't watched any of that. It's really good. I think it's a reality show, kind of like Big Brother, but Japanese, and everyone's trying to help each yeah, other. It's like a, a nice reality show where there's like three boys, three girls living together in a house with a car. But it's like just, they're really good people with like career <laughs> ambitions and like all want to help each other out. It's just like the nicest thing. Does the car live in the house? It does, and unless they take it somewhere else. Does it have a robot voice? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Usually it's like sponsored by Toyota or something, so Oh uh, Yeah. But then there's there's a So it's not about the adventures with the with a car that can talk and have a No, but what there is is a panel of like Japanese T V personalities who uh, comment on the action and are very funny. So there is that. That's good. That's, That's good to good have. Thing. Nice to have talent reactions. Do you like live stream from Japan, Adam, to get them like when they're released? Oh. No, there's the um there are fan subgroups that basically just like pop them out like as soon as okay. they come out. Yeah. Like, like if within you, hours. Yeah, if you want to watch like the current Sentai and the current uh common rider show, uh by the end of Sunday, at least in our time zone, both of them are usually subbed by at least one group. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the subgroups can get pretty like aggressive or competitive about like how fast the releases are, which is fun until it until Crunchyroll became a thing, and then there's like now yeah. like Crunchyroll rips and weird other competing things. But Crunchyroll does not have licensing rights to Common Rider or Sentai, so they do not sub it. Although they do have Ultraman. And they have other weird, like, Japanese dramas that are always kind of fun to peek at. But Ultraman, they have simulcast on. Yeah. Mm, Like, Yuri on Ice had simulcast. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I wish Netflix had done that for Little Witch Academia. We always (laughs) have. Yeah, because, like, I was watching it, and then I finished, and then, like, months later, everyone else was like, oh, it's available. It's like, yeah, the first half is available. Yeah. I hope Netflix keeps doing Netflix. more partnering because I know, like, so they they did partner for Terrace House. That's how, like, one season of it. Well, two now. One of them's in Hawaii, which is like mm-hmm. less fun if you are from North America. It's fun for the Japanese audience because they get to be like, "Whoa, it's in a weird, like, cool new place." But um, more fun they for me if it's in Tokyo. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. But it's more foreign. Yeah. And then, like, I've been watching. Um, Dad of Light, that like Final Fantasy MMO mm. show that Netflix has done. What? You haven't heard of it? A what? No. Yeah, it's it's about a dad and his son playing um one of one like, of the um what's it? Dragon Quest. No, Final Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah, some, I don't. Know I don't think the numbers go that high yet in Dragon Quest, yeah. but uh, like ten maybe or nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for Japanese stuff, Netflix tends to kind of partner they mostly slap their name on stuff yeah yes like um the seven deadly sins is massively popular 
in Japan as like a shonen series. Yeah. Oh. It's got like someone ripping on the Akira Toriyama style and then the the manga was just going forever and yeah. I I don't think it'll have like the lasting power that One Piece or Naruto had, but Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be around for a while. I would read much more anime if it did not go on forever. I got burned on that when I was a kid. You have options. I tried to read like Inuyasha and Detective Conan, and it was like, oh. <laughs> huh. Oh yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you you made choices. You made a couple of difficult yeah. choices early on. I didn't know it was based. Yeah, you might as well pick like Hajime no Ippo and and One Piece. <laughs> it's just yeah. what the random public libraries I was visiting were actually carrying. Oh. Oh. I also read nice. Fruits Basket, which did When end. I was a child, they didn't have manga. Oh, Fruits Basket? Yeah. Fruits Basket. But that's like the 90s. I don't know. It was in the libraries. I was born in 93. I was around for the 90s. <laughs> yeah, but Inuyasha was like the aughts, I think. And then... What's the other one you mentioned? Uh, uh, Case Closed has been going since like the 80s, yeah. I think. Well, it's a forever <laughs> that series. That was one that a friend got me into uh, for a little while. She got me hooked on it in that she gave me like, you know, a few of them. And I read through and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. I'm invested. How many more are there? And she kind of just laughed at me. And then I got her to tell me the number. And I said, I'm, I'm not <laughs> going to read these why. anymore because they're never going to conclude. Uh, well, arcs will conclude. Sure. I don't yeah. find that satisfying enough. If he doesn't grow up, oh, okay. you can always catch up with the author. You can always catch up, or they can go on uh, hiatus forever. Oh, That's yeah. That's always fun. That's like someone at work is trying to sell me on reading a new um, like high fantasy series that's not complete yet, and I'm like, nope, not going to get me. Who's the author? Um, What's his name? It's called something like the Stormlight Chronicles. Brandon Sanderson? Yeah. Yes. I trust it. He would, he would, he would follow through, and he's gonna. You're gonna get like a, a young adult flavor a bit okay. off all his stuff. Like, have you read any of the like the Mistborn or no. anything? Then read Mistborn because that's complete. Okay, all right, fine. Solved. <laughs> it's good stuff. Apparently, I believe it is. I I guess it's like. Even if I believe it'll get finished eventually, I hate having to wait like three years between books. Like Patrick Rothfuss is taking his sweet no. time. I, no, God, I no. Know, no. I know, like I know no. he'll finish it. He's not old enough or sure. anything. Like I think he'll probably make it. But I, I have grown. It's been long enough for me I mean, to start resenting. Alexi, Alexi, he's a Bastion main. Well, I'm a Hanzo and McCree main, so I can't. I feel like I'm supposed to make fun of Alexei for being a Hanzo main. Isn't that how this works? Yeah, that's why I stopped playing Overwatch. <laughs> I like uh, Hanzo. Well, I've never Hanzo. played Overwatch. You get a bow, and there's a, an arc I to know. the shots, which is fun. Cool. And then I do oh. I do my fancy junk boy, because there's a lot more arc to the shots there. And McCree is just like a cool cowboy. I can't. <laughs> I, I always forget to roll as McCree, so I don't oh. McCree. Like, I, I don't use McCree well. I'm going to briefly come back to Overwatch because it looks like McCree is actually getting his Van Helsing skin, which he should have gotten last year. So I'll come back and I'll get the skin and I'll ogle it. And then I'll go back to not playing Overwatch because it's toxic and 
If I play the characters I want to play, people yell at me. Hmm. How did we this get like, here? This is why I like Destiny, because I can't tell when people are yelling at me. Yeah, that's a good thing. You can always try playing with people. Who, me? Yeah. No. I, I mean, there are people around. I just, like, I'm sure they're yelling at me and I don't know about it because I have group chat turned off at all times. Hmm. All right. We can we can close this down. I'll hit stop recording. All right. Uh, wait. We should say we goodbye. Should do... We should say goodbye oh, yeah, to people. Also, goodbye. wait. I want to validate Kate. <gasps> Kate. Fanny pack. It's cool. The day that I listen. We all have fanny packs. The day that I listen. We, we, we literally all have fanny packs. Oh, good. I was wearing this little weird hat because it was tie day at work, as in like wear a tie, um, not like tie dye, normal tie. So I wore a tie. It's a tie day at work. I have ties. Why did no one tell me? Well, Jeez. we gotta just live. You don't go to work. Live stream you a picture of our weird work calendar that we write random holidays on. Please. All right. Please. All right. I'll send you pictures at the start of the month so you can participate in our weird little holidays. But, so I was wearing a tie, and then Lee had, like, this kind of gray fedora-type thing, but it was, like, child size, and he was giving it away, and, like, none of the guys could take it because it was a fedora, and there's unfortunate implication. Yeah. Um, so I took it, but it, I have a big head, so it just kind of perches there. <laughs> but I wore it with my black skinny tie and my, like, white button-up and black jeans, and everyone said I looked like a blues brother, and I don't know what that is. I heard, I got it all oh, day long. I would have assumed you were a Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen Pulp Fiction either. Pulp Fictions don't wear hats. But they have skinny ties. They do have skinny ties. What I was before I put on the hat was a Newton Geisler from Pacific Rim. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alexi, you're the worst. Wow. Uh, I am the best. <laughs> Actual worst. No, uh, I'm standing in my truth. <laughs> you stepping in your truth, that's for Listen, sure. Listen, Newton Geisler has six PhDs and is like an awesome kaiju groupie. How is that not Exceedingly <laughs> annoying. Charlie Day. Who okay. would want to be Charlie okay. Day? Okay. We are done you talking you about... to be the most annoying person in that movie and there was a lot of competition common writer ghost so i i have been coriander dickinson you can find me at absalar on twitter i have been adam wasserman you can find me at at gold sarcasmium also on twitter and i have been alexi peppers you can find me at am peppers and tweet at me about how good pacific rim is and newton geisler specifically he's the best thank you all for listening Goodbye. Bye. Bye.